Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Tuesday to you. Hey, um, we all know about Tucker Carlson's interview with uh, Vladimir Putin. Uh, he did it, I guess he did it in January, late January, maybe early February. It was all over. Everyone talked about it. An amazing podcast. You know, he's, he's getting more people watching him on X than he ever had on Fox. I don't know whether you're aware of this or not, but there was a, a man. He's, I believe he's, he's a Russian, uh, but he, he, was, he was hired by the Ukraine, supposedly. This is what he's saying. Here's what it says. Russia says Ukraine tried to assassinate Tucker Carlson prior to his interview with Vladimir Putin. He was ordered to use an explosive device on Tucker's car parked in a garage of the Four Seasons Hotel in Moscow. Uh, now, a, a lot of people are saying, oh, I, you, know, you can't believe that. It's coming out of Russia. Russia arrested him. But here's the thing. They have a video, and I've watched it, of the, uh, the man who was going to assassinate Tucker, and you see him confessing to the whole thing and all of the details behind how he was going to do it. Mm-hmm. And and you you gotta wonder now right now the Russians, uh, they obviously want a propaganda move on their side too, but it wouldn't be the first time you know that the Ukraine has killed an American journalist. Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Here we are backing a country, sending billions of our dollars, and yet um, we've already had at least one U.S. journalist killed by the Ukraine. I mean, assassinated, executed. I'm not talking about a, a, a journalist who was killed covering the story. I'm talking about somebody who was arrested. I can't think of his name right now, but they were talking about it this morning on another podcast, and uh, so that's factual. So would it be would it be uh, something that they might do? Might they try to assassinate Tucker Carlson? I mean, they wanted nothing more than to have a backfire, propaganda backfire. If Tucker's mm-hmm. over in Russia and he gets assassinated. Yeah, it makes the, the Russians look bad. Yeah. yeah, I you know I could see where somebody could say, well, it's the Russians trying to paint a picture uh, the other way, uh, but the more probable uh, you know outcome here is for the Ukraine to do it to make Russia look bad. That's everything mm-hmm. that they want to do. Now I'm not saying that Putin is a great guy. Um, not saying that at all. Although you know, with that said. You know, if you let him alone in his sandbox, he does tend to play a little bit nicer and do nicer things. We've pointed that out before in the past. In other words, don't there mess are with people him. who would say, "Well, he's a murderer, he's ruthless, uh, he's done um, incredibly bad things." We only so keep, has all of the. You know, but we, you I, I was just going to say we we only get the uh, information from our side from. Yeah. our CIA and our intelligence people who haven't been very forthright with us. They haven't, they haven't been telling us uh, everything. I mean, Victoria Newland, right? We keep, we yeah. hear this name used over and over and over again. She's one of those uh, deep staters, Bill, who has never been elected to a position. She's just there. They call right. her like a godfather figure. She is behind so much of the intelligence corruption, they say in our country. Yet she goes unpunished. She goes. She goes from jet, from administration to administration 
to administration and everything keeps happening under her watch. I, well, she's good at what she does, and I mean, she probably doesn't get her hands dirty, but there are people that will do things for a price. So has our CIA poisoned people, blown people up, had people shot, or have uh, mysterious accidents? Oh, you bet your, uh, yeah. your, your sweet rear end they, they have. Yeah. They do. Yeah. We're, we're just as guilty. I, I, I think that uh, this a. They're calling you now as we speak. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it, the ice cream man. I th- is. Yeah, but <laughs> it did. It did. Uh, I want a vanilla, please, uh, with sprinkles on it, if you don't mind. Anyway, well, I think it was Joe. It had to be Joe Biden calling. Yeah, he loves his he ice cream. Was... By the way, did you see him yesterday? He was doing a press conference from an ice cream store with an ice cream cone in his hand. So he was uh, in his element, as they would say. But uh, getting getting back to this assassination attempt. He is uh, um, Tucker is a, a courageous young man. I say young man because he's younger. Anybody younger than me is a young man. Uh, but he went over there, and I don't know how much protection he had with him. Uh, I don't know. How, people say, well, how did they find the bomb? Well, it's very simple. Uh, just like they would find the bomb here in the U.S., uh, they have video cameras everywhere in Moscow, just like we have it everywhere in Washington and New York and all the major cities. Heck, we have them in all the minor cities now, too. So if they're doing their job, and apparently the Russians were doing their job, they were checking the security cameras, and they found video of this guy going under the car, placing the bomb. By the way, mm-hmm. I think he got as far as placing the bomb, Bill. I think he wasn't in the the discussion uh, stage. I think that they had to deactivate it. So um, it must have been a little disconcerting for Tucker to find out that he was a target. You know, uh, it, it, so many things uh, could have happened that have, would have ended in a different result. Maybe he could have gone to his car a few minutes early. You know, or maybe. Uh, the guy would have been a little bit uh, more cautious placing the bomb and not be seen doing what he did. But uh, fortunately, they got him and nobody was hurt. Yeah, and, and that doesn't always happen. Well, no. you know, sometimes the bomb placer can sit there, you know, a little hair trigger on the bomb, and they could, uh, you know, set off the bomb and kill themselves or maim themselves. You know, there was a guy, Bill, a couple of weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, who was a former member of the uh, Trump administration, and he was supposedly in his car in Washington, and some guy, I guess, tried to hijack his car, and I guess he protested, and the guy shot him. The guy, the guy shot the former member of the Trump administration and killed him. And they, that's the story we're being told. But, you know, you have to wonder how much of any story now that comes out of Washington is true. Do you, don't you feel that way? Don't you feel that they're, they're not being totally straight? We used to accept stuff coming out of Washington like it was sent from on high, sent from the mount. But now, not so much. Everything I, I'm skeptical about, uh, it, it's because, I mean, they told us the elections, as honest as honest can be. Look at January 6th. They, they shoved that story down our throat almost violently, I mean, they try to tell us that it was an insurrection, that they try to tell us that five police officers died on January 6th. None died on January 6th. The only people who died were protesters, Ashley Babbitt and that young lady who 
mm-hmm. was beaten to death um, outside in, in one of the tunnels by the police. Uh, we don't hear about her, by the way. I, I, I should I should know her name, uh, but I can't on the top of my, uh, on my I can't right. think of it off the top of my head. But uh, you know they 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 have these big hearings, and they stage them for the world to watch. They must think that they must think that the country is filled with numbskulls who aren't watching what's going on. Oh yes, there are some who aren't paying attention. There are some that'll never pay attention. But there are more people than not, I think, who are watching what's going on. And they're not as dumb as the people in D.C. think we are. That's why I think people like Donald Trump have such an amazing following. Because people yeah. have, they're waking up. They're seeing yeah, it. Well, the more, the more bad they do, the more people realize it's, you know, they got media spin doctors for them. You know, I'm not talking about the group of the spin doctors, but they, they spin everything around to their adjusted to their narrative so if 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 uh, somebody gets shot you know works for trump oh it was somebody trying to steal the car yeah yeah it was this or that but you know they, it's funny how they, they they take things well yeah somebody stole the car and uh, they killed a the guy inside you know what who was this person mm-hmm. you know we can't we can't you know, we, we really can't say any, well, it's not illegal. You, you have no right to say it. There's just so many rules that they put up, you know, to, in, in calling this out. You know, uh, I look at what's happening um, around the world, and I think of all the news they're not telling us. The things that are going on right now that you probably aren't aware of as a, a an American citizen, you would think you're getting all the news because, you know, they're always on top of uh, – uh, President Trump. I mean, he he can he can go out and play around the golf, and they'll tell you how he's doing it wrong and you know, how corrupt he is for doing it the way he's doing it, playing golf. I mean, this is the kind of media we're, we're involved with right now in this country. But are you aware of the fact that in Europe right now uh, there's a farm revolt going on, and it's not just in in it's France. It's Literally. in it's in it's true. It's in France. It's in Belgium. It's in Germany. They're just saying this morning that it's spreading. It spread literally to Sweden. Uh, are you? I don't know whether you're aware of this or not, but the headquarters for the EU, the European Union, is in Belgium, and uh, the track the farmers drove all their tractors into into Belgium and surrounded the place with their tractors, tore mm-hmm. down barricades with the plows on their tractors, and. Uh, <laughs> They have they something them. called liquid manure. There's no, I was just, there's no nice way of describing it. It is, it's the old manure in liquid form. All right. It's easier to spread it equally around your field. That's why they have it. But they also uh, brought it with them as a vehicle of protest, an instrument of protest. Uh, and they are spreading it on police officials who are getting too close, too close to the tractors. So uh, it discourages them, the police officers, from, you know, being too participatory in the in the process. They're backing away. I mean, I don't know about you. You don't want to go home smelling like uh, like that. Where have you been, dear? No, you don't. <laughs> and you know, you know, I, I'm not even going to say where. What I'm, I'm where thinking, do, no. I mean, but you you think about it. You go home, you know, and you walk in the house. I, I, I a little side story. When I was a uh, 
This is a true story. I'm going to tell you spread it. Spread manure? <clears throat> no, Molly. Yeah. Listen, listen, when I was a kid, <laughs> okay. I grew up in the country, and right. uh, I was about seven or eight years old, and I used to go down to this farm down the, the street from my house to see the cows and talk to the happy farmer. That's what I called him. And uh, well, the farmer and his, his sidekick were the nicest people, but they, were, they had this uh, down-home kind of humor. And at one point, they said, you know, Jim, if you want to go, grow to be really tall, like six foot, six foot one, oh, yeah, uh, you go you over go. to that pile right over there and just take off your shoes and walk around in that pile of dirt. They called it dirt, right? And it was dry. It was dry. And being seven or eight years old, I thought, you know, it's kind of a disadvantage being a little runt. I'd like to be six foot, six foot one, six foot two. So I went, I took my shoes <laughs> I took my shoes off, and I danced around. And, you know, I was wondering why the farmers thought it was so amusing because they were laughing, and I thought, well, I must be dancing very well. So then I, I went home. My mother was making spaghetti, walked into the kitchen, and the the odor cut right through the spaghetti smell. <laughs> and you, yes. my mother, My mother said, where have you been? I said, I was down at the farm. She says, no kidding. Out on the outside, and I proceeded to take a shower and learn that it really wasn't a good idea to uh, use oh, that method to grow. But that being said, all right, here's the addendum to the story. Uh, I'm six one. Yeah, I was just going to yes, say, how tall are you? Six so one. It, it must so, have worked. Yeah, Bill. I, I mean, if you want to, if you're tired of being a runt, and there's a farm near you. <laughs> go go step in that's go right. step in the dew. <laughs> I like that. Very good. Very poetic. But anyway, uh, what do you think of that story, Bill, about Tucker in, in Russia? Where do you think it's going, or do you think it's uh, that's about it? Well, it's probably about it. You know, no one's going to pick up on it. I don't think Tucker's going to. You know, he knew when he went there that he was going to be a target. He's a lightning rod because of. Uh, his name, the media, and everything else. So th th they knew it was probability. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's all there is. And, you know, somebody uh, had a nefarious plan. It backfired. So if he isn't a religious man and a praying man, he probably or wasn't, he might be now. You know, because if uh, I went there, I would think there was some kind of divine intervention here. You know, no, he is. By the, he, you know, Tucker is a. Uh, from what I understand, he's a Christian and uh, he is a, a believer. I know he went to a school in uh, growing up in Rhode Island called uh, St. George's, an Episcopalian church, uh, church-run school, and uh, so he has a faith and a background in faith. And I would think that he's thankful to God right now that he was able to go back and be with his family. Because, you know, what for the grace of God, he could have gotten in that car, they could have started it, and bang, and that would have been it, you know. I, I, I would, would think that he's going to think twice, by the way, about going to, uh, to countries that are in conflict. You know, I know journalists like to do that. Oh, I want to be there on the front lines. <clears throat> Look at, uh, what's his name, the guy, the uh, reporter for Fox Hall. Is it Brad Hall? Or, uh, I can't think of his first name, but I know his last name is Hall. Uh, during this conflict in the Ukraine, he was targeted and his photographer was killed. And Hall was, uh, I think he was hit so badly that he lost part of his leg. You know, he almost died. Uh, he has he has recovered. 
Uh, but, you know, they, they put themselves in jeopardy, and I think sometimes they think that they're invincible. Well, they're not carrying a gun, and they have a, a, a thing on their vest that says press. But, you know, you're, you're, first of all, you're trusting the other side can speak English. And secondly, uh, there are some people on the other side who don't care. They just don't care, but uh, uh, it's amazing. Anyway, we could go on and on about Tucker. I, I'm glad he's home. I'm glad they got this kid, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, it'll be something that doesn't doesn't happen again anytime soon. That being said, Bill, I don't know whether you're aware of this story or not, but uh, it, it, we've learned that the CIA had 12 bases in operation. Yeah. Um, these were clandestine bases in operation I'm not talking about the labs we already know about, the 40-some labs that were making bioweapons, but the CIA had 12 bases in the Ukraine. Did you know that? 12 military bases. I didn't know bases. how many. We knew, we knew they had them. Yeah. I, um, the exact number, I didn't know. And you know what? 12 bases, that's probably what we know. Um, it's not going to be an exact number. It's probably more. Yeah. Well, you know, at first... At first, we were told when it came to the uh, the bio labs, there were only twelve bio labs. Then they said mm-hmm. there were slightly more. Now they're saying at least forty bio labs. So we had forty bio labs that were making chem- uh, bio warfare material, and we had twelve clandestine CIA bases that were being run in the Ukraine. And how many operatives in each base? Well, you know, that's just it. We probably had uh, an amazing amount of people working in the Ukraine. And people wonder why we're trying to uh, get the war to continue and to um, put more of our money into that place. It's not good, though. You've got NATO now that's saying, okay, we're in this. We're all in. Now, Germany, on the other hand, they said they're long-range missiles. No, no, no. They do not want uh, Russian blood on German hands. They are on their soldiers. So... The Ukraine cannot have their long-range missiles because NATO is going in. And I'm like going, yeah. you know, and for Germany to feel that way, they, they're also feeling, hey, we're pretty close. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we'll be a big target. And they get a lot of their fuel bill. A lot of their energy comes from Russia. Well, we gave that option to Putin because Putin, you know, everyone, you know, Pelosi, oh, Putin's so rich, Putin's so rich. You know, just a couple of years ago, he's got no money. He's got nothing. Yeah. You know, his country's poor. We made them rich. How did we do it? Well, Mr. Biden, in all his wi- uh, wisdom, shut down our pipeline. We shut down our production. And the only the only one left standing uh, is is uh, Russia. Now, now that's interesting. Now, we shut down our pipelines. You know, in our in our oil producing and drilling, you know, you can go up to Canada, you know, and get an oil job uh, on a rig there because mm-hmm. they still they still drill and pump and uh, and produce. So why have we gotten out of the game? <laughs> because because we have an administration that first they'll tell you they that we're doing it for the environment. That's a crock. That really is a crock. You know, we still use as much energy as we used when we were making it ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. we're still, we still we just have to get a dirtier fuel from places like Venezuela. Do you know there's only one refinery in the U.S. that is equipped to take the Venezuelan oil, the crude, and refine it? It's such a dirty, rotten, uh, you know, oil, uh, crude oil, and, and we have only one major plant in this country that can 
clean that oil up so we can use it for our cars and trucks. But now, our what oil makes it is, dirty and rotten? Is it because it's uh, it's probably filled with other minerals and stuff like that? You yeah, know? like yeah, you, you're here in Pennsylvania, uh, you know the Penn State here. But uh, there was land up there. It's oil producing land. A buddy of mine owns some. He goes, oh, I got I got wells out yeah. there. I said, so what are you pulling? He goes, oh, we're hitting oil, but a lot of sand. There's a lot of sand, and we can't yeah. do anything. Now this was like 15 years ago. Sludge. Like, well, yeah. Yeah, I'm going. What do you do with that? He goes, nothing. You know, we, you know, it's. But they that, have a way of producing. They have a, a way, dry hole. They have a way of uh, cleaning it up. They can't get the oil from the sand, but it's yeah. a lot more work. It's a lot more expensive. A lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. But our oil, on a whole, in this country, no, no pun intended, uh, our our oil in this country is a pure oil. It's a refined. It's a great oil to work with. So what does Biden do? He he shuts off our oil wells. You know, we still haven't talked recently about the, the reserve. I keep wondering, have they replenished the reserve or is it still empty? Well, we don't talk about it because um, uh, we probably haven't refilled it because I remember when he used the reserve after he shut everything down. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm going to buy back that oil cheaper. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to. and Whispered just like Joe. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the sad truth is. When he did attempt to buy oil back, it wasn't what he what he squandered away the amount, and it was at a higher price. Yeah. So, you know, all he's done is enrich, you know, Putin. Yes, we we blew up the Nord Stream. I think it's pretty a foregone conclusion now that we did that, and Russia knows it, but it didn't stop Russia, and Turkey and a lot of, uh, you know, the European Alliance and the, the NATO nations. It's uh, Russia now that supplies you know, oil. Bill, you have to. People say, you know, uh, Putin's a murderer, Putin's a, a criminal, all these different things. And uh, look, I don't, I'm not going to get into an argument with people about that. <clears throat> he is a tough guy and he's done some terrible things. Yes. Uh, he is uh, Russia first. He, he's make Russia great again. That's how he feels about uh, his country. Uh, but one of the things that I, I have noticed and people aren't talking about is if there were another leader running Russia and we had blown up their one of their two major arteries uh, for fuel, there would have been a war. Yes. I mean, I think Medvedev, you hear him talking about blowing up uh, D.C. He throws that around like it's a, a real option. He Medvedev, the, the second in command in Russia, he talks about, he did it this week, uh, the, that an option would be to blow up Washington. Now, how would you like him still to be president of Russia? I mean, if he was still the leader of Russia, and he was at one time, and you blew up the pipelines, might he have done something more drastic? You know, Putin may have a more level head. He may be, he may have, after all these years in government, all these years in office, he may have learned to take a breath. Don't be impulsive. Think of the long term. Everything has a cause and effect. If, if they blew up the pipeline and we throw bombs at them, what's going to happen after that? They're going to throw bombs back at us. Do I want that? No. So let's think about this for a second. How can I get back at the Americans? Believe me, Putin doesn't forget you know, he, he will get back Look, some way. He's an economist. That was 
That's what he majored in. Yes, he was a spy and a good one, too. He's probably killed a lot of people or the blood, you know, rest on his doorstep. But he's an economist. So he looked at what he had and he sat there. Everything he does is calculated. And Biden played right into his hands and is still playing into his hands. The sanctions do not do anything against him. They strengthen him. They weaken us. So Biden needs to reassess what he's doing. But Killer Joe is, you know what? How many people have died at his behest that we maybe don't know about? Um, right well, now, I... Bill, that's a good question. I, 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 I'd like to take a shot at it before you continue. Sure. I mean, just in our country alone, how many people are dying of fentanyl every day at Joe Biden's instruct? Not, not he's, he's not directly instructing their demise, but he is directly allowing the border to be open so that people can bring that crap into this country, fentanyl, and th- then they die. I mean, I keep thinking about that poor well, family. I think they're from Michigan. Their daughter thought she was taking Percocet. She was in college, and she was taking a fentanyl uh, tablet, and she died from taking one pill. You know, look, I I know somebody that lost a relative uh, in the past two weeks. You know, and uh, God bless us. It was a it was a drug over. Now they they did a a recreational drug because they they had a monster living inside of them, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, the, Nobody uh, should make pay the ultimate price something. bill. Nobody should pay the ultimate price yeah. for for a, a silly mistake like that. You know. Well, uh, yeah, and you know, I don't. I'm not trivializing the use of drugs. Trust me, I am not. I am not an advocate of drugs, but uh, people smoke. You smoke cigarettes. Yeah, it is. It is a drug. You know, you become addicted to that. What's to say that somebody doesn't sit there and go, you know what, let's lace the tobacco with fentanyl. And all of a sudden that, you know, you take a drag of the nicotine and boom, you got fentanyl in there too. Mainstreamed right into your uh, your blood system through the pop. It, there's so many different ways. And now I wish I didn't say that because somebody, oh, there's a good idea. It's not a good no, idea. No, if, if you've thought of it, Bill, somebody else has too. Uh, but, I mean, there's so many things that they have to be careful uh, with. I mean... They could uh, poison our, and by the way, there have been attempts to poison our drinking water, yeah. you know, uh, and, and fortunately they've been thwarted, but uh, how many times are they going to catch them in the act? How well, many you know, times? Pharmaceutic- will- Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say pharmaceutical companies. They're here, but they're also in other areas out of, out of our uh, borders where drugs are made. They're, they're FDA approved. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sitting there going, uh, and I think I have read about a case. I'd have to go back and research it, but where somebody got what they thought was a legitimate drug, and uh, you know, prescribed, and it was laced with something. Do you remember so, the Tylenol cases back in the '80s, well, late yeah. '80s? There was a yes. guy, and there was a guy who was, uh, who was literally putting uh, fake poisonous pills in Tylenol containers and was putting them back on the counter. That's why, you know, when you buy medicine now, it's all sealed. Before, yeah. it wasn't. Before, you opened the cap up, and there was a little piece of cotton. That was it, you know. Yeah, yeah. and this guy, yeah, it, it started with one guy. that There was a family that was pretty well wiped out from it. Uh, and I think they were up in the Chicago area. If I they were in Chicago. It. They were in New York, too. They, it, was yeah. not, it was not in one location. That, that's why they thought at one time that the guy who was doing this, they said guy, had moved. 
to another state, they believed. But I don't know that they ever caught him, Bill. I don't know that they ever got the guy. They think he may have died in prison. Uh, Yeah, he did. They never proved it. He got away with it several times. He he got away with it. Um, Actually, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. I could be having him confused. I think we saw the same documentary. He didn't die in prison. He was out and actually was in Massachusetts and died about, um, well, I don't know, lived about three blocks from where I, I used to stay when I was up really? in that area. So, and, and that, that's the thing. You could but actually fly by and see you have the place to wonder, where he lived. Can't they do that? Couldn't some criminal do that again today? People say, well, they're sealed now. You know, with this, they always have a workaround. You know, some people have, they'll, they'll figure out a way, okay, I can reseal it. If I carefully take off the the the, uh, the wrapper, you know, the seal wrapper, and I put the pill in, can I reseal it? And I think that there are people out there who think around things like that. So the point is, you know, we have people in this country now that are terrorists that Joe Biden has allowed in this country on purpose. He did it. It wasn't. It wasn't a mistake. We have Chris Ray who testified in front of Congress who said. I worry about this every single day. A terrorist act beast, they're here. I am actually going to uh, throw out a word of caution for people, you know, because you, you mentioned that somebody could sit there, take that seal off, and reseal it. There is a way to do it. You can do that, heat guns, whatever. But we've all gone to flea markets. Or you can go to Facebook Marketplace. And uh, having, you know, done, it, done a lot of things in my career in between radio jobs and whatnot, uh, I managed, you know, a Walgreens and, you know, there were, I used to get mad at the couponers because I'd sit there stores, nice and face and everything. We got full product and somebody would come in and basically take down, you know, one shelf of product and they go, well, I got coupons for everything. Well, you can only get, you know, two or three or four. Yeah. Okay. Here's one order. Here's another order. And yeah, they're trying the to beat the system. Would come in and say, yeah. And they do because the district would come in and say, yeah. yeah, your sales are going to look good. Okay. Well, then you go to the flea market that weekend, and there they are. They're selling the same stuff that they got from you literally for free, and they're selling it for pennies on the dollar. But could not somebody sit there and nefariously go, because you wouldn't know. Absolutely. Sure. Um, nobody, the media, you know, so somebody buys a, a tainted drug that was tainted after it was bought at yeah. CVS. I would Wall never Street. buy, by the way, uh, Rite Aid, wherever. You know. Don't ever buy a drug. I, in my opinion, don't ever buy stuff like that at a if flea it's market. Not at the, you yeah. know, do not buy crap like that yeah. on the street market. Anything that can be tampered with, I would even say laundry detergent. You could put something in there. You laundry your clothes. It, you know, somebody hey. that is a no, uh, an evil doer is an evil doer. How do you? Food, how do you know? It. How do you know somebody doesn't take? Uh, you know, go through the garbage in somebody's house and grab the uh, empty containers of uh, of uh, Tylenol or whatever. Take those back. You know, clean them up. Put uh, ba- bad pills in them. Seal them and, and sell them to you. You don't know what you're getting from a, a place like that. Do not. That's why I yeah. tell any any young person who's in college listening to this program. Seriously, do not ever take a pill. From anybody that you don't know, and it's not if it's not coming from your doctor or coming from a, a place that is uh, above board, 
a bona fide uh, source, yeah, forget it. And going yeah. to a flea market or marketplace, unless you're buying a coffee table or an old boat, forget it. You know, you're, yep. you're, or a lawnmower. You know, if your best friend walks good. up to you and says, hey, I got a great pill, man. This is going to make your weekend. You got to try this. We'll do oh, it Friday night. All right. Do not do it ever. Never, ever do it. You know, uh, it, it, it's one mistake that can cost you your life. It is not worth it ever. Okay. Probably off the beaten path here with that, but it is a heads up. I'm just saying, you know, if you're talking about, you know, how are they getting this stuff there? Well, we allow it. You know, yep. our very, you know, our habits allow it. You know, our, our, our thrill seeking allows it. Our wanting to make a good deal. Boy, yeah. I got a great deal on this. Ooh, did I get a deal? Boom. Yeah. Uh, anyway, friends, uh, we have stepped a little bit aside, but it, uh, it's something worth talking about. We do have young people listening to the program, by the way. Trust me, there are people out there who are in their, in college. They find us. Maybe they start listening to us because uh, you know, we, we make them laugh. They think we're silly. And sometimes we even make sense to these young people. Which is Look good. Look at but, those two old guys. They, yeah, they my God. Yeah. Would, I hope I never get old like them. Don't worry. Hey, you, did you hear Peter Navarro was speaking at uh, at CPAC over the weekend? You're saying Peter Navarro. Peter, Peter Navarro is the former uh, assistant to President Trump when he was, uh, you know, when he was president. Uh, in September, Navarro was convicted of criminal contempt of Congress for refusing to comply with a subpoena to Liz Cheney's January 6th investigation, which if anybody should be going to jail, it should be the people who ran that hearing because it was one-sided, it was a kangaroo court, and it was simple as that. But nope, Navarro, he failed to, you know, and by the way, he he will be the first uh, former uh, executive, former official from an administration who he honestly thought he was doing the right thing by not honoring the uh, the subpoena that was sent to him because he believed his silence was under the veil of executive yeah. privilege. So uh, the judge didn't go along with him. The judge was, uh, some people will say, the judge was a partisan. I happen to agree. There are a lot of them out there, and they really wanted to make Trump and his people look bad. Uh, but he, I want to play this for you. This is Pina Navarro. He's speaking at CPAC. It's about six minutes yeah, long. I heard this, yeah. But it's worth listening to. Great to be with you here. Um, There's mercy. Uh, just two shout-outs. One, uh, I want to thank Matt Schlapp uh, for the opportunity to come here. It's been a while since I've been at CPAC, but it's a great honor to be with you and a shout out to Pixie. Uh, it's her birthday and I uh, wish you were here, love. Um, all right, now I'm going to get really serious. Most serious six minutes you're going to have, I think, probably in this whole thing, but you need to hear this. And what I'm going to talk about is this thing called lawfare that President Trump talked a lot about today. And I'm going to talk a little bit about it, but this is, in my judgment, the uh, one of the most important things we're facing. So. What is this thing? Lawfare, partisan politics by weaponized justice means. Look at what's going on. Democrats, Biden, Garland, and Smith, Bragg, James, and Willis, and a sizable chunk of the radical wing of the Democrat Party not only want to stop Republican Donald Trump, 
from retaking the White House. They want this presidential titan, and I was there when he was that titan, and providential titan who kept our nation in prosperity and out of war for four beautiful years. They want him to die cruelly in prison. We must face that reality. If you don't believe they may, may well succeed, just, just look at my own situation as I stand before you on this stage as a former high-ranking Trump official now just weeks away from a prison cell. The parallels between my own and Trump's case are indeed striking. I am the first, the first senior White House advisor ever convicted of contempt of Congress. Trump is the first former president ever, ever to be criminally indicted. I was put in leg irons by armed FBI agents who far more easily could have asked for my voluntary surrender. Trump was the target of an equally unnecessary armed FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. I was indicted by the Biden-Garland Department of Justice despite a more than 50-year policy against compelled congressional testimony by senior White House officials like me. DOJ's, DOJ's hypocrite prosecutors would falsely argue to my jury that I had acted above the law when they knew damn well I was simply honoring the Constitution, fulfilling my oath of office, and obeying the law, the Department of Justice's own Office of Legal Counsel had long articulated and supported. Now, here's the deal. Listen carefully. Trump likewise faces a dizzying array of charges and more than 700 years in prison based on equally novel and baseless applications of laws and statutes that have been tortured and twisted by partisan prosecutors. Then there is this, you must know this, every single major actor in the prosecutions of both me and Trump are what? Democrats. Yet the Democrats and their useful partisan idiots in the legacy media, AKA the fake news, want you to believe our prosecutions are not political. No, nothing to see here. In my case, a Democrat House majority held me in contempt on an overwhelmingly partisan vote. A Democrat-controlled Department of Justice indicted and prosecuted me. A heavily skewed Democrat jury right here in the District of Columbia featuring members who had expressed anti-Trump sentiments in voir dire convicted me. Trump similarly has been indicted solely by Democrats. Here's the deal. The probability of the former president Getting a jury broadly reflective of the American electorate is near zero in the bluest of blue cities of where? Washington, D.C., Manhattan, and Atlanta. Then there is this, and this was a big surprise to me, the utter repudiation in both our cases of Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall's admonition that every defendant has the right to what? To a full and fair defense. By the time my case got to the jury, the judge had stripped me of every possible defense, thereby making my conviction a foregone conclusion. As my attorney said, that can't be the law, but it was in that court. I see the same process unfolding now as I follow the myriad Trump court cases across multiple jurisdictions, Democrat appointed judges are systematically stripping away the full fair and rightful defenses of Trump. 
as I ready myself for a prison cell, my question to all of you here is this. What are you going to do as you leave CPAC to protect your own right to vote for Donald Trump if you choose? Just what are you going to do to throw those rascals out who just just a few short miles away from us in the White House and on Capitol and at the FBI and the Department of Injustice are doing so much damage to our economy, our border, our national security, and ultimately, you know what, our political institutions, civility and social fabric. As we hurtle now towards a November 2024 election, where the differences between the parties and candidates are so stark, make no mistake about that, and the stakes are so high, we are indeed in the middle of a ferocious and often vicious fight where losing is not an option. For if we lose, we will surely lose this country. You know that, I know that. If we lose, we will surely lose this country. Therefore, and I'm so glad you came to CPAC, because this is the place you must get involved. In the candidate of Steve Bannon, who you're about to see, what does that mean? What does that involvement mean? It means action, action, action. And both Steve Bannon's war room and the beautiful CPAC that Mercy Slap and Match Slap have brought to you can help show you the way in concrete ways. I'm Peter Navarro. I will see you all on the other side. That was uh, excellent. You know, yeah. I was thinking as he was saying that, Bill, I was thinking, um, why? I'm maybe maybe this is my naivete and lack of legal knowledge, but when the Republicans took control of Congress, couldn't they have revoked the contempt of Congress that was initially dumped on Peter Navarro? Couldn't they have come across and said, "Wait a second, we have we're reversing that order, and uh, so there's no need for him to be prosecuted and sent to jail." Could have, should have, though, but they didn't, and. Um... See, it might be our that, side. That, pre- I say our side, but the right plays by rules. If the rules are A, B, and C, then our side plays by those A, B, and C rules. Good and evil, evil. Yeah, but the problem is, is that there are people in the Republican side that are rhinos, and rhinos. You know, that that's where you get to this. Yeah. You know, there's there's something the deep state, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. The Democrat side is all deep staters, or they get the hell out of the Democrat Party. Uh, the Republican side, not quite all that uh, corrupt yet, but we're going to one world order. Now, Peter Navarro, when he goes to prison, uh, I think he's going to, you know, suffer from that, uh, you know, some kind of DNC disease where he will, uh, you know, die of convulsions of something. You know, I, I, something I, will I happen. pray to God that doesn't happen. But, you know, and, any, anything can happen in prison with these uh, people these days. And, you know, they're going after Trump uh, because now the one thing is they convict him, they put him in prison. There's nothing to stop him from still running for president or you from voting for him. The only thing that they will try to do is, well, if he's in prison, they'll still try to strip him off the ballot. You can write him in. Uh, the other thing that they know, the only way that they can stop Trump from winning the election is to take him out. 
and I mean that in the most literal way, either uh, something happens to him where he's assassinated or he goes to prison and they Mulvaney him. Uh, or whatever the guy's name, not Mulvaney, but no, I know uh, you're talking uh, about uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the guy uh, uh, Epstein. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the Russian. Okay, well, political prisoner, yeah. political prisoner, and then he yeah. dies. No, Navalny. Uh, Navalny. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, him. The same thing could happen. Now, what they're not counting on is, I would say, if that did happen to Trump, you vote for him anyway. Because they're not prepared for that, because then that means that we've had it, we're done, and you're not, you know, no matter what you throw, it ain't going to stick. you got to take down every patriot American. Are they ready to do that? And we can only do that I think the they think. Box. I think the left thinks that, for the most part, we're a bunch of complacent, compliant uh, sheep, the people, yeah. on the, and that if push comes to shove, uh, they will get their way. You know. And if you know, and if you notice too, the rulings against Trump, like in the Letitia James uh, trial, they're not just against him; they're against his son, his family. You know, so because they know that if something happens to Trump, they do something to him, then they become, you know, next that, in line. Yeah, next in line, and yeah. that accelerates them. And it wouldn't be uh, well, hard he, for all for he, Junior to step in. You know what happened up. yesterday. Uh, Donald Trump Jr., uh, uh, some, uh, there was some powder that was sent in an envelope to his residence in Florida, and uh, they had to call the hazmat team out. I don't know whether they opened it up and they were exposed to it, but um, they tried apparently to kill or at least injure uh, Donald Trump Jr. yesterday. Anthrax? They're not sure yet. I think they sent it out for testing. But, it, you or, know, it could be a dry run, too. It could be a test. Well, yeah, it could have been talcum powder for all you know. Or it could have been cocaine. So they could say he opened it up and they were getting ready to. to there might have been agents standing by. Okay, he's got the envelope. Okay, he's opened the envelope. Let's go and arrest him. He had coke residue on his yeah. They would find a way to sit there. You know, they'll do anything they can to set somebody up. You know, it's sad to it's sad to say this, but uh, our intelligence organizations, not all the people who work for them, mind you, there are a lot of good people who work for the intelligence operations. But I think the people who run them uh, are, for the most part, corrupt. They're they're and they're working for one side, uh, not and not for a good side. Well, the reason I brought up the, the Russian political prisoner, how are we any different from Russia with political prisoners? And oh, what my they're God, going to January 6ers they're still, they're still in jail, right? right? So if you, yeah, and this is all Democratic-led, yeah. 100%. Well, Liz Cheney, she is not a Republican. She was a Trojan horse, you know, and uh, just like, you know, and her daddy's let me, a Let me ask you a question. Didn't you think that... Uh, when they started to put January Sixers in jail, didn't you think way back when that oh this they won't they'll only be in jail for a little while, a few weeks, a few a few it's days, forever? It's almost three years later, and some of them haven't even gone to court. January sixth, has it officially been ruled? Besides the media just saying so, and Liz Cheney, uh, an insurrection? No. Absolutely okay. not. So no, so you can't you can't convict somebody for something that didn't happen, but right. they are. All right, and these are Democrats that are doing it or rhinos that are doing it. You know, it's just like if you sit there and say 
the election, there was something wrong with the uh, 2020 election. It was stolen. It was stolen. Now you're a denier. Now, are they going to deny when Trump wins? Are they going to become deniers? Because, or will they have a new inventive term for it? And you know who else is rearing their ugly, stinking head who? and running her fat lip is uh, Nancy Pelosi. Now, when she lost uh, her you know, gavel, she goes, well, I'm just going to shut up and fade into the woodwork. All of a sudden, she's coming out again because there's a chance, or she thinks, she's going to take that gavel over again, and she's going to use that Democratic Congress to sit there and finish the job. They're already saying, hey, if Trump wins, we're not going to certify the damn vote. I know. Think about that for a second. Some people who are just uh, joining the show today, uh, maybe they haven't heard about this, but uh, the Democratic uh, minority has already said, hey, look, at if Trump gets in, we're not going to certify the vote. And if we don't certify the vote, then he can't be president. You know. So then what happens? You know what, though? A little, little shift in gear here, because I know our time is probably getting uh, short. Uh, I did see something interesting. You know, Biden's going to the border. Yeah, I know. Same day, this Thursday. Yeah, I think Trump's uh, going to Eagle Pass, and Biden is going uh, to someplace else. I can't think of where he's going. uh, Brownsville, he's going to be. Brownsville, yeah. Yeah, no, it would be funny if they were in the same place, but that would actually be bad because, you know, oh, well, we are going to get a presidential debate, but Biden would be there with full political power and, and henchmen to sit there and find a reason Wait, Trump Trump uttered my name from his lips. Arrest him. Yeah. You know, he uh, you know, he's he, going to uh, Brownsville, which is a, a town. It's a city, you know. And yeah, Trump is going to Eagle Pass, which is uh, a much smaller area, but it's been the uh, the center of a lot of the uh, immigration, you know. And this is the area that the Texas uh, National Guard has just fortified over the last month or so with barbed wire and containers to build like a makeshift wall and uh but uh trump is going to go down it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how big the crowd is for biden and how big the crowd is for trump you know I, and i would suggest that trump be very careful because he's not going to be very far from uh, uh cartel shar- sharpshooters and if you are part of the advanced team with the trump people uh please be careful and uh and protect him because it's not not a safe place. And well, you got to be careful, you know, yep. with the word protect because, you know, some people might, in, or the left would say they're in uh, citing riots. And that's not true at all. But, you know, again, if somebody acts aggressively towards you and charges at you, you do have the right to block and defend. Um, not in a democratic court, of course, and that's where you would go is a democratic court. Sorry, but that's yeah. just the way this country is made up. Well, the military, uh, I'm sure will, um, the Border Patrol, uh, they're fans of Trump. So I, I would think that he'll be protected and be he'll be safe. But, you know, they're only a few hundred yards from the other side. It's not like it's a, a, a if that, maybe it's more like a hundred yards from Eagle Pass to Mexico. Uh, yeah. And uh, you, you just got to hope that he's, uh, he's careful. Uh, I yeah. think Biden's going to go down to a, homogenized town they'll probably go down there and clean the streets and you know take out all the trash and make it look great 
Yeah, they they will sit there and uh, make it all look good. And Biden, who wants to deal with his ice cream cone? I'd like to walk <laughs> up and, right in his face with the ice cream cone. Uh, um, speaking of Biden, here's 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 a sickening thought. There's other things to talk about, but I saw it yesterday. Biden, with everything going on and the world blowing up behind him, says, you know, the secret to a good marriage like mine with Jill for all these years is great sex. That was a picture I did not oh, have to man. Be, have put oh. into my mind oh, from, God. That, you know, please. Joe Biden. But see, these, Trump. these oh, people, I, I really think that there's an element on the left. I truly believe this. They, they get so powerful and they make so much money. Uh, that they think that they're going to live forever. And, you know, we, we, we've we talked in the past uh, occasionally about there's uh, an elixir that they supposedly uh, uh, partake in. I, I'm not going to say the elixir, but uh, it's it, 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 reju- it rejuvenates. Let's just, let's just yeah. leave it at that, all right? And, uh, you know, I think that some, some of these people think they're just going to go on and on forever. Yeah, they do. Nancy Pelosi is one of them, and I'll bring her up again because you mentioned uh, that elixir, and she was on talking about uh, uh, the gentleman uh, in uh, Russia and Putin and everything. Navalny, yeah. Yeah, Navalny. She's going, well, I'm thinking about the children. I'm thinking about the children. Okay, we are the number one trafficker of kids. This nation is the number one trafficker of kids, and we've got... Let's go back just a few months. Do you remember all the planes and busloads of kids that were being touted around and where oh, yeah. they went? Nobody freaking knows. Oh, to this day. To this day. You, I just care about the Where's the, the media? Where's the I media covering? the kids. Yeah. Yeah, Russia, Russia, Russia. That is just uh, a hey, change of optics. That, that, that's, that child-sniffing uh, chief executive uh, we have in the Oval Office, uh, you know, he's always sniffing a little kid's hair. Uh, he has allowed an environment that makes it easier for the for the bad guys in the south in Mexico to ship trafficked little people, children, into our mm. country. So creeps, and there are creeps in our country, can abuse in sometimes the most vile way these little children. And, well, and you know, these... people in this country are so good for the most part, the majority... They don't want to imagine that it could possibly be happening in their country. I mean, as close, our Bill, political elite, as close as Hollywood down the street, elite. as close yeah. as down the street, it could be happening in your neighborhood. And a basement next door. Yes, it could. I mean, the political elite, the Hollywood elite, they're all guilty. This goes back to what was her name? The Dark Rose or the something Rose uh, or Black whatever Dahlia. it was. The Black Dahlia, yeah, you yeah. know, go back, look it up. You'll 1946 find out. 1946 or seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. The trafficking of uh, one Hollywood elite, where he yeah. he supplied these women. Wasn't and he young a doctor, Bill? He was a doctor. He they was think. a yeah. doctor, and he dissected women after they were used. Yeah, to cut them up meticulously. A sick little, yeah. But you know, we have this going on. I did see that uh, Trump, uh, did he officially uh, file his appeal in the uh, Yeah, he did. Case? He did, yeah. So that means he had to put up the money, and they're still well, talking I, I about think, it. Well, I think they have 30 days to put the money up, but he can file the appeal sooner. Uh, so there's some question as well, to whether he put the money up, or did he do the appeal first? Oh, by the way, did you hear about Fannie Willis? Yeah, I was going to bring that up next. I was just going to say, I, I did want to reiterate one thing, because Letitia James is posting tweets uh, all the time, or I don't know, are they X's or tweets now? I, I don't get it, but she is uh, posting one on there 
Yeah, every day. Uh, talking, every day. Yeah. She's going uh, one hundred fifteen thousand yeah. dollars plus this equals what is it one hundred fourteen thousand five hundred fifty three dollars and four cents equals four million four hundred sixty four million eight hundred five thousand three hundred sixty six dollars and seventy cents. She know? is she a creep or what? Seriously, I mean, I she's I, trolling. She, she's she, trolling him. She is, a and creep. that's harassment. Yeah, but guess what? You know, if you go and Google it now, if, if it's harassment, no, not really. Uh, you know, the AIs have been changed. If you would have looked two weeks ago, yes, this is, you cannot do this. Now, uh, you know, it's funny how things change because people go, oh, you can't do that. No, Google it. Don't Google it because Google's not on anybody's side but the left's. The latest controlled. The latest revelation against Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade could uh, not be more problematic for the two lovebirds. The uh, new court filing revealed this week, this past weekend, that uh, Fannie and Nathan exchanged 11,865 text messages in the months leading up to their famed case against Donald Trump and 18 associates for allegedly lying about the 2020 election. They're in trouble, Bill. They're in trouble because they oh, they yeah, said under oath, conversations they said under oath that they 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 swore under oath that they didn't have any contact before this time, and these 11,865 text messages prove that they were lying under oath. Yeah, and those texts, actually, whether she likes it or not, though she'll find a way to try to block it, uh, are retrievable. You can yeah. retrieve the, 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 the text on that. But what's more damning, and she's going, and their attorney's going, oh, all this does is approve that they were friends, you know, it doesn't prove anything else. No, it else. proves they lied under oath. Well, what really will prove is, well, we didn't have a relationship. Really? Then why was the GPS tracking showing his phone in your bedroom? That's true. That's exactly right. They, they, know, they talk about that. And there in the evening all the way to the next morning, you know, you were discussing you know, uh, the Trump case under the sheets? I'm sure you were. Let me ask you, should this be taking so long for a judgment? I mean, I would right now. He's a Democrat judge, and he was part of the Biden DOJ. So he's probably torn between should I do the right thing or how do I. Or do the uh, Democratic thing, yeah. Or do the Democratic thing because, and this is what we're going to find out. Is he a loyal Democrat? It's Democrat or nothing. You know, or is, is he, he going to is or is he an American? And that's probably where he's torn. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to say my gut is he is 95 percent Democrat. It's that little 5 percent going, you know, if this all blows up, it's going to be in my face down the road, too. But if he doesn't do the Democratic thing, trust me, it's going to be in his face because they go after anybody that doesn't toe their political line. So he's in a rock and a hard place, too, really, when you think about it. One more thing. Gavin Newsom was on with uh, Kristen Welker on Meet the Press over the weekend, and uh, he talked about uh, 
uh, Joe Biden and uh, getting a master class education by watching him work. Listen. You think it's responsible for Democrats to put him at the top of the ticket given those concerns? Responsible. I revere his record. I, I mean, this, what he's done in three years has been a master class, close to 15 million jobs. That's eight times more than the last three Republican presidents combined. The economy is booming. Inflation is cooling. It's 0.6% more than it was in the summer of 2020. It's just three point one percent wait a second we have american manufacturing coming back home all because of biden's wisdom because of his temperance his capacity to lead in a bipartisan manner which is an underrepresented point and so i have great confidence moving forward so the answer is absolutely all in in terms of the next four years of joe biden and he says it with a straight face like he really means it you know and I, you gotta wonder is this guy aware of the fact that he looks like an idiot for talking like he's talking, but he's there on Meet the Press. He has his hair slicked back like he always does. He looks like he's getting ready to sell you a 1979 Plymouth. And uh, and he's telling you to your face that, that don't, don't listen to uh, the other stories. Don't believe what you're seeing on television and hearing on television about Joe Biden being uh, lost in thought and incapacitated. He is teaching a master class. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. We could go on and on. Uh, well, but- I was going to mention the story. I'm Googling where it is right now. He's talking about all the jobs gained, which we know is a bogus oh. thing. But right now I am looking at a story uh from uh texas texas yeah a red state and it is a fully automated mcdonald's now this mcdonald's does not have a human being in there nowhere it has no it now it has a little robot that brings out your food like your hot apple pie who who makes the 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 sandwiches and stuff like that the hamburgers when you go in it's like a regular mcdonald's but then you know the instead of going up to where you see the 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 counter Well, you go up to like a a kiosk, but you don't see over the counter to see the grills and the people back there flipping the burgers and doing stuff or putting it down the conveyor. It's all done behind the scenes through the kiosk and through automation. So I would imagine that things are pre-prepped. You know, uh, the burger patties are frozen, probably run in steam so they're nice and moist and hot and taste like they're just freshly cooked. And it throws it on the bun and whatever you say you want on it, is which they do now anyway when they right. make them real it will do it wrap it put it out there and then the little robot comes and serves you but the point is you know now we're creating all these great jobs more money and the democrats are going hey we want to get you up to 50 dollars an hour great is that what you're going to pay the robot because yeah. you're going to be in the unemployment line i'm yeah. sorry we're out of money for the unemployment but you know what i think there is a 12 foot square piece of concrete on the corner where you and your family can move and live on the street. And trust where Biden is putting us. And trust me, it's not going to take them long to convert every McDonald's into an automated system. All I ask you to do is think back to how many times your local McDonald's has been converted already. Usually, you know, it's probably started out with a, a drive up to with the Golden Arches, and then they built the inside store, and then they tore that down and built another update. Over the years, they probably put two or three different versions of that building, of that of that store, up in your local town. And so 
If they get word from on high that we've perfected a fully automated store and you're going to save tens of thousands of dollars in salaries, you're not going to have to pay for chefs. You're not going to have to worry about staffing every, you know, right now they have to worry about people coming to work. Not anymore. We're going to have that computerized system working in the background. It'll work 24-7 if you want. You want to be open all Mm -hmm. night? No problem. We can make it a safe and secure store so that it can't even be robbed. Everything's going to be, like you say, behind a wall or behind a plexiglass that it can't yeah, be broken no into. in the system. You that's know, it. You, you have your debit card. You have your credit card. That's it. And uh, whatever other kind of card that you got or yep. a coupon that you scan. But either way, you get your food and there there's no money there to be stolen. It's all Thanks electronic. To- Thanks to this administration, you create an environment like Bill said. You know they're talking about fifty dollars an hour in minimum wage. Fifty dollars hey. an hour. I mean, there Have were lo- there were lawyers and doctors who weren't making fifty dollars an hour not too long ago. All of a sudden, you're going to be flipping hamburgers and waiting on a counter at McDonald's, and you're making fifty dollars an hour. Come on, they're not going to do that. I mean, how many times have you gone to the store? And there's only one clerk in at a checkout line, and that yeah. line's long. Everyone else is going to the self-checkout. Yep. And when they first came out, oh, this this will never work. And then I'm going, do you have losses with this? Yeah, we do. But the 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 cost of salaries outweigh the losses. Oh, that's true. That's true. So guess what? Very attractive thing. And, you know, our account, you know, our nation was built on small businesses. That McDonald's won't have that loss because no, they everything won't. they everything they're selling is being generated in a secure area behind the the wall or the plexiglass. You're not going to have people walking in and stealing stuff. You know, it's it's going to be a matter of uh, there, the, there know, was a store I went to, uh, like it was a, like a department store. I forget the name of it now. Somebody will remember. But you would go in and look around. They had everything displayed and everything, but you did not go and check out. You went to the back, and it was like, you know, uh, shipping or whatever. And yeah. you'd go back there. You would you would get a ticket and say, yeah, I'm, I'm getting that dresser over there. And you'd take it over there, and you'd take it to there. And they go, okay, number 56, yeah, it's ready. Where's your car? Bring it up to the, the pickup. And they would load it in, and, and that was it. You're gone. I'm sure that they could further automate that. You know, Costco is uh, starting a new store. Did you read about Costco? They're they're building a whole whole new store because I guess because of losses, even at Costco's, and uh, it's gonna it's based upon saving money from lossage. You know, from from people Mm -hmm. stealing stuff. And uh, but a lot of these big stores who have the resources are going to change the way they do business. It's just it just makes sense. I was reading where was it Walmart. Uh, in Chicago, has closed uh, six stores. Six stores. I mean, they're, they're not doing they're, more stores now. They're not closing them in the suburbs. They're closing them in the uh, heart of the city that needs these stores. You know where they right. could use a Walmart. But you know what's happening? They're, the kids are walking in. They are not even hiding it anymore. They're stealing stuff off the shelf and they're brazenly walking out. Some of them are saying. See you soon. You know, goodbye. Well, back when you had a staff, you weren't allowed to engage with these thieves. Yeah. And they knew that. And now you got less staff. Well, they're going to more automation. Uh, you know, you, you sit there. How long is it going to be? We got the fast food chains doing it. You got retail doing it. Pretty soon they're going to be all automated. Um, hey, you, you, know, got, Bill, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos is laughing. He's laughing because 
His system, you know, online system, his delivery system, it's making billions because there is very little loss. The trucks yeah. come up and drop it on your front porch and leave. And more and more are going that way. You're going to see places like CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, yeah. Walgreens do the same thing. Uh, speaking of Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid, uh, get ready. Apparently, there is going to be a crunch on the availability of prescription drugs. Well, you know, a lot of our prescription, a lot of our medicines are made in China. Do you know that? A lot of our medicines are made in China. What else is made in China that's killing people? Uh, the poison, uh, pandemic, uh, the the viruses, yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We count on China. We're giving we are giving away American manufacturing jobs. We're automating everything, and pretty soon, all these jobs, whether it's warehousing, manufacturing, retail, whatever it is, all the basic skills that people have. Well, I've got a degree, and uh, I'm in uh, management. What are you going to manage? It's a machine, you know, and the, an AI can do that for and you. The left wants you to, the left wants you to be angry about pronouns. The left wants you to to have a, a crisis of issue be yeah. uh, be gender transgender. Hey, well, while they're while they're shaking the shiny object over on one side of the room, they're stealing stuff. They're taking your life yeah. away on the other side of the room. Well, you know? think about it. You know, if they take all these jobs away and we go to an automated society, and then what are you going to do for work? What are you going to do? And where does that put us? Well, it puts us on the government teat. So one party, one system, one control. You just welcome to life under the democratic mushroom. And that's, that's uh, you know what you know to- You know what they put on mushrooms? A lot of crap. Anyway, uh, and yeah, well. you know, crap. You know, mushrooms grow in crap and darkness. I'll leave it at mm. that. Think about that for a second. Hey, listen. If you want to contact us, our number is eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. Mail at itsanotherday.com. He's laughing at his own joke. Yeah, friends. I thought it was funny. Uh, there's there's uh, <laughs> Jim and Bill at mail.com. Mail at Jim and Bill.com. And uh, before we sit there and get a hose and spray everybody down, uh, I'm just going to go, hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. This is CRN America.